Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, and as always, I'm your host. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, you should. It's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. We're on Patreon also. It's the Corporate Cowboys Podcast on Rumble, on YouTube, and many other spots that distribute audio and podcasts. If you don't know what the format of this podcast is, it's very much a form of cathartic therapy for myself, as much as it is some self-education, some self-training. I'm developing myself professionally by speaking to you in somewhat of a long form. We're treating this as a free 30-minute consultation of sorts, right, where I take questions I read the facts behind them, and then I answer to the best of my ability with an opinion, an opinion of sorts. It's not legally binding, right? That's a disclaimer. Anything we convey across our social medias should not be construed as legal advice. If we don't represent you directly, everything we put out should be taken with a grain of salt, right? We don't promote nor condone any wrongful activity, any illicit conduct. But you can write to us and you can mail us stuff. (laughs) P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. Now, today's question Today being a little proof of life here, Tuesday, March 7, 2023. Today's question is coming from r slash career advice. I read the question beforehand, and I think this would make a really good topic on which to riff on and uh, really pontificate, if you will. Also, the facts on this one are pretty short. The body is small, right? So they're not going to give us much in terms of context that we can make, create inferences from in order to provide an opinion. So I think in situations like this, it's going to be more experiential, experience informed, anecdotally informed even, right? Given what I know, what I've lived, what I've seen, what I've heard and that of the associates that I work with. So they're asking here in r slash career advice, if if you complete a task at work that's scheduled to take a month in one week, would you pretend to work for about three weeks? Question mark. Essentially, they want to know if you're working on a project, right? A task that you've been assigned to has a deadline of about a month out, right? And you finish with your work. We don't know if they're working in a group or not, right? But you finish with your piece of the deliverable product. You finish that within a week. They're asking here, would you just continue to tag along for three weeks 
right? Now, as a corporate cowboy, as as someone striving to be a consummate professional always, me, I would say no. I would say no. But we don't know completely the situation surrounding this decision. Right? And the body doesn't give us much else. They're asking here... Would you pretend to work? I guess this is the repetition. Would you pretend to work or would you be honest with people at the company and say you completed the task early? Why or why not? Would you choose either way? Hmm. Well, as a career consultant, if we had the hypothetical client, we would want to know a lot more, a ton more as far as what kind of work they're into the experience, the expectations, what they're getting paid, with what frequency, right? If they get paid by the project, cash the project in and move on to the next one. If you're working in a group and you've delivered on your end, renegotiate your contract and help somebody else. Remain productive. Otherwise, you won't be earning any money. You're actually losing on time, you could be productive and billing more or making more. Yeah, if you're getting paid by the project, I don't think it's in your best interest to prolong you getting paid, right? Unless somehow, some way, you're finding time to develop yourself on during off hours that really is in your best interest to stay on board the project and log the hours as if you were working. But in the meantime, you're developing yourself professionally, right? Now that teeters on unethical. But again, if they're expectant the project to be done at the end of, of the month, or you're working in a group and the group deadline, the deliverable for it is at the end of the month. You don't win anything. You don't gain anything immediately, at least. You don't gain anything by letting them know that you're out of work when you could coast and build yourself outside, right? You could continue building and developing yourself professionally while coasting on the project. Because you don't know if something changes up. If uh, circumstances require you to change some aspect or some feature of the project. So the fact that you're done or you think you're done a week early doesn't mean that they won't need you in week three or week four. As changes are being made and... The project is finalized. You don't want to jump the gun too early. I mean, you're a professional. You signed the agreement. Your deadline is in a month. And short of any exigent circumstances, you should follow the agreement as you agreed to it, as you signed on to it. 
because you're bound by a contract and the contract is enforceable, right? Now, there are ways, and this is higher level thinking, and for this, we would need the hypothetical client again in front of us to ask them whether or not there are opportunities to take advantage of the extra time to help others or to contribute and improve on the project as it was delivered to exhibit to exhibit yourself, to show off in a sense, to exhibit the good work you're doing. And potentially cultivate a little uh, positive reputation and extract a little recommendation letter from it, right? Massage and finesse whatever supervisor or employer you have in order for them to recognize and later vouch for you if necessary that you are a professional about your work. So much so that you strive to finish early. You strive to complete your work early. There's nothing wrong with finishing early. It's just how you present and how you deliver to your employer what matters. Because at the end of the day, you're a professional and you have a client. You want to manage your client in a productive manner. Keeping them happy. And also... Keeping them thinking about you as a professional, as their go-to, dependent, reliant, trusting. Why? Because you have that background. You have that relationship with them. Having built rapport and having earned your reputation. I don't think this is going to be too long of an episode. I mean, I'll still stretch it to 30 minutes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional and a man of my word. And I need this time just like you need this consultation, right? This is as much an exercise in consultancy as it is a consultation, right? Which is why it isn't official, which is why... I leave the disclaimer. But we move into the theoretical, we move into the philosophical at times, to the ideological. Really what we're doing is informing your, your professional profile, what it means to be a professional. And what that means to some, it'll be different. But as a corporate cowboy, you want to be able to manage your clients in a manner that keeps them happy, but at the same time, keeps them coming back. 
See, it's not just satisfaction, but you also plant the seed for trust. You plant the seed for confidence, where they will keep coming back. You're the first one they have on their mind when they have whatever work it is that you do. You become that someone that they know. Oh, I know someone. Oh, I know Alex does this. So I'm going to call Alex for this issue. I know Alex will take care of this. I know Alex is a professional when it comes to that kind of work. So Alex is going to be the first person I call. Now, that comes back to you managing the client as much as you manage the work. Finishing early, like I said, is not a bad thing. But there is a fine line between finishing early and doing it right. If you finish early and say you rushed it, or it's mediocrely done, half done, or other opportunities within the project weren't explored where the value was maximized, right? Then you may effectively be doing a disservice to your employer. And you never want to do that. But there is a way to be accountable for the work that you do, on top of which you can highlight the value that you added additionally. I mean, this goes back really to just cultivating your reputation as a professional so that your past employers, your past supervisors, your past managers can speak highly of you. That's what's going to make you more money. That's what's going to get you more work, at least secure you more work because of your reputation. Folks won't have to vet you out as much or interview you to be sure you're the right person because your reputation will precede you. I mean, better that than you just coasting, just floating on by and not doing much else except showing up for the check at the end of the month when you've been done one week into the contract. I don't know if I should be including examples into this, but there could be additional client relations you could be handling in week two or week three. And then at the end of week three, if you've exhausted all possible options to maximize the value for the contract or for the employer, then you let them know that you're done and you're done a week early. But you know in your mind that you've completed your obligations satisfactorily and you actually went above and beyond. In some cases, it might be fruitful. It might yield a bonus for having finished early or having cemented positive ties 
between partners, between entities, between agents, whatever it is that you're handling in your contract. If you do it right and you do it well, you do it good and you do it quickly, that's what separates the professional from just the employee. That separates the professional from just the independent contractor. The consummate professional is, is a status that we should all strive to attain, regardless of what title we have. Consummate professionalism is a qualifier is something ethereal almost you could be a consummate professional even as a dishwasher but you do it right you do it well you do it good you do it fast they could pitch you a bonus at the end of the night right just like an executive we're going back to the question at hand. If you're an executive and you have a project with a deadline that's at the end of the month and your team finishes in three weeks, what, are you going to tell your team, oh, just take the week off and pretend you're working? Hold on, hold on. Let, let me take a step back. Are you going to tell your team to just continue to pretending working? To continue to pretend, continue pretending work, continue to pretend working. I mean, I guess I could say it either way, right? And that's the exercise. Or, or would you instruct your team to go back, revisit what they've done, be sure that their I's are dotted, their T's are crossed? Any interdisciplinary communication that needs to happen? should happen or should have happened, explore other options, maybe secondary objectives that weren't necessarily targeted, but now lend themselves to pay a little bit more attention to because you have time. You have the resources available. And if that's all checks out, then you could submit the deliverable. A week early, you look good for doing so and your team gets the credit. I mean, you are part of your team, are you not? You all share the credit. I mean, that's, that's higher level thinking when you're in the mix. I mean, it doesn't come naturally to some. It comes with time. You learn by trial and error. You learn through having experienced this in the field. Be it school, be it work, be it in the family even. If you need help, if you need added perspective, let's call it. Our rates are more than reasonable and we'd be happy to. Hit us up.
I'll read you one or two of these comments and critique them, you know, provide a, some commentary of my own. But I think because the question is so broad, folks are just going to say yes or say no. Say no and say no and coast all the way to the end and collect that check. But they don't know, like I mentioned before, they don't know the frequency you get paid if it's every week or bi-weekly or monthly by the project, right? If you get paid per project, then it's in your best interest. I mean, if you're working alone, at least, if you're working in a group, you want to, you might want to check in with your group members, see where they are at in their progress and shit, make the, you could negotiate with them, take a little cut of theirs to help them finish theirs. But I gather in the comments, that's where we're going to get a little, um, dichotomy of yeses and nos yes because you can um you can be done with the work and move on to the next project or no because you can coast to the end and continue collecting money i mean that's a great assumption but we don't know that without the hypothetical client actually answering an interview what context what circumstances they find themselves in and that's that's how you know. That's how you inform your next move. It's by having all the information available to you. And as a career consultant, we could at least point you in the right direction by asking you questions you might not have thought to ask of yourself, of your organization, of your manager, of your coworkers, of your colleagues. Information matters. The first comment here says, personally, I'd pretend to work for another week or so and then submit. It's the best of both worlds because, and this is a good answer. This, it's a good answer. So they continue because A, you'll have some downtime slash keep their expectations reasonable and B, you'll still impress them by getting it done faster than they expected. That's true. That's true. I mean, I would maybe temper the whole idea of some downtime because in that downtime, you're still rectifying any little uh, issues or misfirings with your own project. Making sure that what you deliver is actually what you worked on. Nothing has changed. The circumstances haven't deviated in a way that needs your hand and your attention. Additionally, being able to do that will give you extra time to connect with your team. Let them know that your portion is done. And that if they need help, they can count on you. So you're either developing reputation inside or outside service goes both ways and that's been a common theme throughout the podcast as well service goes up like it goes down like it goes across you want to provide good service to your own team like you would to a client don't do anyone a disservice The next comment here says, and it's a little longer, so it may take us to uh, 
the outro. It says, that depends on the employer as to whether or not they would let them know they finished early, right? That depends on the employer. I had a job at Harvard as a computer programmer. The guy I replaced was legally blind. Huh. But instead of admitting I can't see the screen and getting a braille reader or speech software, which Harvard would have paid for in a heartbeat, he used screen enlargement software to make it big enough that he could ostensibly read it. In practice, this meant he would blow it up until the entire screen was had one letter on it, then spend several minutes, I'm not exaggerating, squinting at it, trying to figure out what letter it is before moving on to the next one. This fucking comment sounds like a joke. <laughs> They'd give him a task and it'd take him a week to do it. They were used to this and thought this was the amount of time it took. He'd spend a whole week trying to puzzle out what letters it was. They gave me a simple task. I had it done in five minutes plus a little time for the printer to run. I brought the printed results to the boss and I was yelled at because it's obvious I didn't spend adequate time to do the work right. And it was handed back to me without even looking at it. I went back to my office, put it on a shelf, read novels for a week, took it off the shelf, brought it back to the boss who said, now it's perfect, in quotes. Now it's perfect. You see what you can do when you take the time to do it right. I mean, shit, Harvard sounds... It's no wonder Harvard is losing a lot of prestige. So I... That's really the, the fastest quip I have for that. The wittiest answer I have is that no wonder Harvard is losing steam. <laughs> Harvard's gone back to resegregating classes. Ass backwards as fuck. Retarded. Regressive. Not even progressive anymore. Regressive. They're regressing in the name of academia. <laughs> in the name of scholarship, right? That's too funny. You can't make this shit up. And there really are dinosaurs who think that way. Because something has been done a certain way in the past. Any change, and I've mentioned this before in past episodes, any change, even if it's for the better, just because it's a different mode of working, to them means more work. To them means having to adapt to them means having to work on themselves and oh no you can't have them work on themselves that's a struggle it's a sacrifice it's it's the disruption of the status quo they can't live with <laughs> right now it it's funny that that introduces a whole new area as far as occupational dynamics and the power dynamics, the hierarchical interaction that goes and informs corporate. But again, that's higher level thinking where if we had more information on our hypothetical client here, we would have a better informed opinion. Right? And that's also why this commenter chose to answer with an anecdote. 
to necessarily get that point across. That sometimes it's the status quo you want to follow. And sometimes it isn't. Sometimes, which is really always, the status quo can be improved. Always. Don't let some motherfucker claim that you didn't take the right amount of time when you are certain, when you are sure of the work that you do. Don't let someone else cause you to second guess yourself. Even if they are hesitant in believing you, let them hesitate. Let them fumble the bag. As long as you're confident in the work that you did and you stand by it, you don't run from it. You're responsible for it. You're accountable to it. That's the consummate professional. Because you live and you learn, even if you did do it wrong. You want to keep your reputation? Then you want to take accountability for it and lend a hand. Continue the work. And the service continues. You're in the service of business. Take care of business and business will take care of you. Undoubtedly. The last paragraph on this comment says, After that, I made no effort to bring them anything in a timely manner, since I knew I would just get yelled at if I did. If someone else asked me for something, they would get it in minutes. But if the boss asked, and most things came from the boss, it would take a week. That's just... And, and, and this person, this person who worked at Harvard, supposedly... That person will never move up. You'll never move up because you just want to adhere to the status quo. You don't have aspirations. You don't have ambition to take whatever status quo was there and start whittling away at it. Start manipulating it. Start conducting yourself professionally and move like a corporate cowboy. Fuck it. I mean, if you just want to show up for the check... And live check to check, by all means, status quo's got your name on it. <laughs> Matter of fact, you've got status quo written on yourself. You're no better than what already exists out there. You're no better than the guy you replaced. F- fully knowing you are, fully knowing you have the duty to be better, you are no better. Because you chose to remain in the status quo. That's your fuck up. Not your manager's. Your manager was under the belief that this other motherfucker was doing it right. And they might have been doing it right. They were just doing it too slow. There's ways around that. There's ways to speed up that timetable or at least make up for it. You ain't doing that. This anecdote, I don't know if it's meant to brag that you had a cushy job or highlight the fact that you can't handle your manager. Sometimes as employees, sometimes as subordinates, we have to handle our managers. We have to manage managers just like we service customers. I'll repeat it. Service goes upward just like it goes outward. I'm going to cut it right here. I'll let you go. 
Have a good one. Catch you on next time.